Well, thanks for uh, having us tonight. Um, it's great to be here. We hope that our uh, story will provide some encouragement for you. Um, so I am Shane. This is Alyssa. And uh, uh, we have been married for 27 years. We have three boys and one girl. I think we got a picture. Our oldest, Turner, just graduated from high school. And we got Turner, Ezra, Atticus, and Catlin uh, there. Uh, we met in college at Texas A&M University in Commerce. And I think there's a picture of us there. 30 years ago. I looked a lot better back then. Uh, we dated for two years, and we were engaged for a year after that. Um, and I was about to get real heavy here. During the time that Alyssa and I were dating, um, my dad, who was a deputy sheriff, uh, was shot in the head uh, while serving a warrant. And I have a picture of him. That's my dad. Um, he was a very cool guy. Miraculously, he survived, um, but he would never be the same again, and neither would I. Uh, and that was the beginning of significant struggles for me, uh, struggles that later threatened to destroy our marriage. So our first years of marriage seemed smooth. We didn't have oneness, but we didn't know what that was or realize that we needed it. We were both children of divorce, so we really didn't have a godly or even a functional marriage as a model for us. I never separated from my family and prioritized shame. Although we were both believers and had trusted in Christ as teenagers, we never connected to the body of Christ through a local church. We were really living for ourselves in those early years because we didn't have children for the first eight years of our marriage, so we were both working and enjoying life and just kind of living for ourselves. So just to give some more background for me, uh, I did not grow up with my dad. Uh, he and my mom divorced when I was about two years old, and he worked in Arizona as a deputy sheriff for most of his career. Uh, I would only see him about once a year. At the time that he was injured, I was in college, and he and I were beginning to deepen our relationship really for the first time. I was really getting to know him for the first time. Uh, so when he was wounded, the loss for me was just unbearable. So about the fourth year of our marriage, uh, I began to experience really deep depression. And along with that, I began to exhibit outbursts of anger and just had a lot of rage and pain. Um, and to the, it got to the point where I began to take medication for the depression. I can't get these apart. And that helped with, oh, it's two-sided. That, <laughs> that helped with the symptoms, but uh, it certainly didn't solve the problem. And so uh, I began to develop uh, really unhealthy and inappropriate relationships with women that I worked with. Uh, I was a teacher, so I was surrounded by women. And I began to seek fulfillment through those relationships uh, because I felt very lonely and isolated. In John 10.10, 10, Jesus said, uh, the thief has come to steal and to kill and destroy, but I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Uh, I should have been drawing close to Christ in my pain, but instead I foolishly was seeking other ways of dealing with it that were not healthy. Proverbs 14.1 says the wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. And I was certainly being foolish. At this point, we were both leading more separate lives. With all of the rage and anger that Shane described, it was just really difficult to be around him. And so I decided to pursue my own happiness. I focused on furthering my education by going to grad school and then got a promotion in my career. So I really spent a lot of time at work. I was still very connected to my family 
and spent a lot of time with them. I was jogging and playing soccer and really distracting myself with the goal of making myself happy outside of our marriage. We had a very dysfunctional dynamic, almost a parent-child relationship. I felt like I was the responsible one and was very controlling. Honestly, in my prideful state, I was really just waiting for Shane to change. I thought that once he got better, our marriage would be better, and so you, I was just very prideful. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 um, says to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And I was not following that admonition. I was not following faithfully after Jesus and I was wrecking our marriage. In 2002, my dad passed away from the complications related to his injuries. Um, so if you fast forward a year from that to the fall of 2003, things really began to fall apart for me. Uh, it was the anniversary of my dad's death. Um, my best friend had moved away and I was unhappy at home. And I began to spend more and more time with female friends from work until finally I had this big discussion with Alyssa and just told her that I was unhappy and I wanted to leave and I blamed her for my unhappiness. I'd become very hard-hearted and I wouldn't even engage in the process of any kind of reconciliation. Alyssa asked me to, to meet with a couple of staff members from Watermark and I basically uh, just sat in the meeting and said, I'm done. Um, in my mind, I had my own life and I thought I'd be happy if I could just get out of my marriage. Uh, I stayed in the house for another month, sleeping in the guest room. I quit wearing my wedding ring and avoided home. And finally, I got an apartment and left. And I'd convinced myself that uh, for once, I was taking care of me. So when Shane told me he wanted to leave and that he was considering a divorce, I was devastated and broken. God met me in my pain, and really for the first time, I completely surrendered to him. And I learned that God is enough and that my hope had to be in him. On the day Shane moved out, I read Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. When I read that, I knew it wasn't a guarantee that Shane was going to come back, but I knew that God was doing something new in my relationship with him now that I had fully surrendered. During this time, I really drew closer to God. I was reading the Bible, praying constantly, and stepping out in obedience by getting baptized and joining the church. I also joined a women's Bible study and experienced the love of the body of Christ through those women in that small group. During this time, I was also meeting weekly with a believer who gave me wise counsel about loving Shane regardless of his response. She encouraged me to be a friend and a wife in a way I never really understood before. I was advised to make it easy for him to come back, which was very different, uh, very different than the world's advice, which was to change the locks, get his name off our bank accounts, and since we didn't have kids yet, divorce was not a big deal. I could just start over. Thankfully, through the biblical counsel I received, I tried to find ways to be loving toward him in our limited interactions. This looked like me sending him notes, letting him know I was praying for him. I looked for ways to show him kindness, such as the time I brought him a glass of ice water when he came to mow the lawn. And instead of getting a grateful response, he just complained that the water was too cold. Um, <laughs> By the power of the Holy Spirit, I was able to be gracious and kind to him despite his response. The Lord helped me to listen to his ongoing problems as well as the hurt I had caused him without bringing up my hurts or my needs and trusting that God would provide the right time for me to share. 
Through my own grief, God gave me compassion for Shane's grief over losing his dad, and I was able to ask for forgiveness for not understanding his grief previously. God slowly and faithfully revealed my part in the demise of the marriage so that I couldn't blame everything on Shane any longer. Every response I had was not perfect, but through the Holy Spirit and the biblical wisdom I received, my responses to Shane during this time were very different than they would have been otherwise. It was a very painful time, but a very sweet time of trusting God, seeing his hand at work in our lives, and experiencing his encouragement that he was faithful to provide each day. Psalm 57.1 was a verse that I clung to during this time. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed. I was so self-centered and rude in my responses to Alyssa's efforts at being kind, and she wasn't seeing any fruit from that, uh, but I will say that it was worth it, and her kindness did make a difference in the long run, and God used that to help heal our marriage. So while Alyssa was experiencing all that she just described, I just found emptiness and loneliness, and I discovered that my great plan for happiness was in reality just a delusion. I was still unhappy, and everything was just falling apart for me. Um, My erratic behavior and anger and bad choices were hurting my reputation with people at work, and it was affecting my job. Um, Yet in spite of all of that, God continued to pursue me. Um, One night as I was lying in bed, miserable, um, the Holy Spirit brought to mind the parable of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15, and I could very much identify with the son who took his inheritance and left home and then found himself with nothing, miserable and feeding pigs. But he came to his senses and realized that he just needed to go home, and God was calling me to come home too, Uh, not just to Alyssa, but back to him also. So I called Alyssa that night, and I asked her to go to a movie, and miraculously she said yes, and that really began the process of me uh, coming back home. So when Shane eventually did come back home, it wasn't all fixed. I thought there would be some kind of uh, moment where he begged for my forgiveness, and that didn't happen. Uh, But when he did come back home, our communication was still lacking. He had still not cut off the friendships with his coworkers. He wasn't attending church with me. So I had a lot of anxiety that he was going to leave again. I was reassured by Psalm 112.7. He will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. And so I continued to trust God. What helped us in our reconciliation and what helped us to grow is, first of all, God changing both of our hearts and drawing us closer to him individually. We were also invited to be part of a community group, and that group of other married couples really came around us and showed us the love of Christ. About a year after we reconciled, we had our oldest son, Turner, and having Turner really helped us to focus and be on mission together to raise him to know the Lord and to walk with the Lord, and that was something that really helped unite us and brought Shane back to church. Because of our struggles, we were invited to be part of Reengage, and God has used all the closed groups that we have led to continually strengthen and encourage us and help us to continue pursuing Christ and one another. Ephesians 5.25 tells husbands to love our wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Uh, It took me a long time to really understand that and begin to live it out. But over time, the Holy Spirit uh, convicted me about areas of my life. And as I began to follow Christ more faithfully, I cut off those relationships with friends at work and really learned how to guard my heart. Uh, 
I found that if I was following Jesus, I didn't need medication for depression because I was no longer depressed. Um, and Alyssa and I put Christ at the center of our marriage, um, but it was a slow process, and she was very patient. John 15, 5, Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit, and apart from me, you can do nothing. So we haven't arrived, um, and we continually rely on Jesus. All of the things we're talking about uh, happened almost 20 years ago, and I hope that our story will give you a long view of your marriage. Um, there's been tremendous blessing in our lives because we allowed God to work in our hearts and because God put faithful people in our lives who spoke truth and were kind and compassionate and walked through uh, some of this stuff with us. Uh, we have learned over the years that when we're both pursuing our relationship with Christ, we tend to respond to each other in ways that foster oneness. And when we're not walking faithfully and abiding in Christ, the opposite of that tends to be true. So we strive to pursue Christ and to pursue each other. And thank you for listening to our story, and I hope it's an encouragement to you.